Welcome to the Self-Care Goddess Podcast, brought to you by me, Rita Savoya, founder of Savoya Self-Care Holistic Wellness. I'm a certified nutritionist and a holistic wellness coach for midlife women who want to rediscover their happier, sexier selves naturally without pills or side effects so that they can thrive as they age. I'm also the creator of the Savoya Self-Care Method, empowering women to nurture heart, mind, and body for transformative results. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help millions of midlife women become their own health heroes. As a woman entrepreneur and a caregiver to aging parents, I fully understand the many responsibilities and generally stressful times women are living through these days, often suffering in silence, misunderstood, and putting themselves last. That's why each week I will be here for you, guiding you on your personal wellness journey, sharing expert advice from thought leaders on natural, practical, and simple solutions to help you thrive during the midlife transition. Get ready to listen to inspiring conversations about all things wellness, nutrition, mindset, mental health, fasting, hormones, menstrual cycle awareness and sinking, ancient healing strategies like meditation, mindfulness and breath work, and spirituality. Every month, I will also be featuring a small to medium-sized business to help spread the word on the amazing work they're doing so we can support them. And now, without further ado, let's get ready to rumble. Happy listening! Hello, self-care goddesses, and welcome to the Savoya Self-Care Goddess Podcast. Thank you for sharing part of your day with me and listening to this amazing conversation with an awesome woman. She, I've known her for a while now, over maybe over a decade. Her name is yep. Fiona Campbell. Welcome, 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 Fiona. I'm super excited to have you on today and talk about some amazing things. So Fiona is the founder of the Professional Growth Company and is the highly respected, experienced international licensed NLP, so Neuro Linguistics Programming, trainer and professional growth and executive coach. She has been delivering NLP training specifically for businesses in the UK, India, and Middle East since 2005. In 2013, um, became one of the first society of NLP trainers globally to be certified to deliver NLP business coach training. She also delivers a wide range of NLP-based corporate communication coaching, leadership development programs. She previously had an international sales career working for Xerox and Yellow Pages. In March 2020, she successfully turned her international company from a face-to-face training company into an online training company. Fiona is passionate about helping people learn the connection between language and behavior and has worked with thousands of professionals in all levels of business. She loves helping people to be the best they can be. How awesome is that? Well, Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? Thank you for asking me. I'm fabulous, Rita. Lovely to see you again. You've well since we've last met. And fabulous the work you're doing. This is a fantastic project that you're doing here. This podcast is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm super excited about it as well. So before we start, we like to walk the talk here at Self-Care Goddess Podcast. So we're going to do a quick coherence technique. So basically, it's a quick breathing technique from the Heart Math Institute. And basically, what we want to try to get into is coherence of the heart, mind, and body, just to sort of calm our energy and to recharge our battery. If it's draining, we can do this at any time. So our listeners that are driving, no need to close 
close your eyes or sit under a tree. This is really, really quick. And it gives us, uh, gets us into coherence as well as our listeners in a more receptive state of mind so that the information that we're going to be exchanging today will resonate more and they'll be able to remember it more. So we want to just sort of relax our shoulders and breathe in from our belly. So really expand that belly and exhale. Inhale deeply again through the belly and the nose and exhale. And now I invite you to focus your breathing in the area of the heart and perhaps you could even put your hand there just to channel the energy through our heart chakra. And as we continue this heart-focused breathing, I invite you to make a sincere attempt to experience a regenerative feeling such as gratitude or appreciation for taking the time today for some self-care and listening into this podcast. For those lovely people in your life, family, friends, loved ones. And also for those little things that often go unnoticed. Perhaps that morning coffee or tea. Or that quick nature walk that you had today. Inhale through the nose and exhale out. And welcome back. <laughs> Are you familiar with the Heart Math Institute, Fiona? Yes, I am. And I love um, the breathing. I was actually doing some uh, yoga in the park with my trainer this morning. Nice. And we were doing lots because this has been the first sunny day we've had here mm -hmm. for months. Mm -hmm. And we were actually lying down doing breathing techniques, which was fabulous. So I just took myself back there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Use one of your techniques. Yes. So tell us, um, tell us why you're doing what you're doing, all the amazing work that you're doing. Tell us your story, Fiona. My story is, is an interesting one. I was, um, I grew up in the 50s. I'm in my late 60s and I'm only warming up. And when <laughs> I, I go back and think about my story, um, I, I was brought up in the black and white era, era of the 50s where women were taught to be uh, wives, teachers, and nurses. Mm -hmm. So it was teachers, nurses, or oh, civil servants, civil servants, teachers, and nurses, but you were actually waiting to be a wife. And at the age of 17, I became the youngest air traffic control assistant in the UK. Um, someone pointed, I was actually doing a job in the civil service, and someone pointed out, you've got the, the, the there's an advert for a job here. And you've got the qualifications. And I got that job. And I remember going to, I mean, it was highly unusual for a woman to get a job like that at that time. And I remember asking the people who interviewed me, I said, why did you choose me? And they said, because you have shown an attitude of curiosity and a desire to learn. We cannot teach that. Mm. So, 
that sort of took me that that set me off in this path in life that I ended up um, a hippie in Mykonos at one point in Greece, Ibiza, oh, you know, the the the, the seventies hippie living on beaches, <laughs> and then I ended up in in the Middle East in Abu Dhabi and Dubai, and I hit the age of thirty five, and I was the first um, salesperson for Xerox. I, I became a sales manager for Xerox, and I remember very very vividly going. There's something more. There's something more that I'm supposed to be doing. And I didn't know what it was, but I knew I was in the wrong place in the world to find it. So I came back to Scotland and within two days of being back in Scotland, I was introduced to a woman called Angela Trainer, who was the director of the London College of Clinical Hypnosis, their division up in Scotland. And she said, come along to a hypnosis course. So I went to this hypnosis workshop sat down, closed my eyes, and she started to take us into just exactly what you did there, a state of relaxation. And I remember going really clearly, I understand this language. There's a language here that I totally understand. So I decided to train as a clinical hypnotherapist. And as part of my training, I got introduced to NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And NLP is the methodology of how we create behavior. All behavior has a structure, and that structure can be replicated, it can be modeled, or it can be changed. Mm. And that brought me into the whole area that, well, hang on a minute. Does that mean that we are in control of our life? And I'm talking, this is way back, 1990. And what gets me, why I say I'm only warming up is I get so passionate about what I do because neuroscience is proving daily, yes, yes, we are absolutely creating our own perspective of any situation, depending on where we put our focus, depending on where we filter. And so we're taking information in from the outside world. And the only way to take information into yourself, into your inside world, is through your senses, what you see, what you hear, what you touch, what you smell and what you taste. Feelings are in the inside world and feelings are created by how you're experiencing what's happening in the outside world. So what we choose to pay attention to, all these these, these um, feelings, the different senses that are coming in, they get filtered because naturally we're, we're, we're just, we take in, it's, it's estimated that we are exposed at any given moment to the equivalent of 40,000 high defi- definition movies being beamed at us. Wow. And we're only able to focus on the equivalent of an A4 piece of paper. <laughs> So if you can imagine that, um, in fact, what you could do, I know you're listening here, but this is something to do. Take just to sort of close one eye, not if you're driving. (laughs) Yes, please. You can do that later. But uh, just close one eye and put the other hand up like a little telescope around that eye. And so you're just looking through a tiny part and start looking around the area you're in. Now, if you take your hand away, the room is still there but you only saw a tiny part of that room. Mm -hmm. That's what our brains are doing. Our brains are taking our own tiny little perspective of any situation and that becomes our reality. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. So when I understood that, I've started to, to discover and do a lot more studying about, we now know that it's our thoughts that create our results. Mm. It's our thoughts that create our behavior. So all behavior comes from a thought. Everything you look around, everything that's been designed, even yourself, you came from a thought, might not be a conscious thought, but at some point your parents had a thought and you turned up. Mm. So Everything comes from a thought, and we can actually take control of our thoughts. And when you take control of your thoughts, you can change your perspective in any situation. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So the next question would be, for me, how do we do that? So NLP, I know, has lots of uses and applications for communication, for um, influencing and persuasion as well, um, for accelerated learning too, like some amazing, amazing applications. What are what are some of your favorite ones, given like all of these? Just contr- control self-talk. Mm-hmm. That's my basic that I teach to everyone. Mm-hmm. Self-talk. If you're sitting listening to saying, I don't know what she's talking about. What does she mean self-talk? I don't know. I don't know. I don't talk to myself. Do you mean that's your self-talk? We are running a soundtrack mm-hmm. all the time. So what we're saying to ourselves are things like, I won't be able to do that. Well, yes, I will. And we have these discussions. We have these arguments going on at the sometimes unconscious level. But once you become conscious of your self-talk, that is the key to starting to take control. Mm -hmm. If you believe something is going to be difficult, something's going to be painful, something's going to be a struggle, you're absolutely right. Yep. (laughs) And this is being proven with some of the vaccinations that are being run out. Some people have a, a belief, a perspective that they'll get their COVID vaccine and it will be really, it'll make them sick. Mm-hmm. Other people have chosen to take a different perspective and they don't even feel a thing. Mm-hmm. I was one of the second lot. I chose not to, to really consciously think this is this is boosting my, my body. This mm-hmm. is helping my immunity. Whether you believe in the vaccine or not, that was just what I chose to do. And my mm-hmm. body responded beautifully. Mm-hmm. If you tell you, so if you're telling yourself I can't do something, you're right. If you tell yourself you can do something, your body creates a whole new set of chemicals. Mm-hmm. So the important thing to do is, first of all, start to notice some of the things you're saying to yourself. And the easiest way to do this is to set a timer, set your phone on timer for 10 minutes, get a piece of paper, get a pen. Please do not type this because you want to be working with pen and paper and write, write everything you hear in your head. And it will be, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. What am I doing? And just don't take the pen off the paper. Just keep writing. Have plenty of paper because you might go through five, six, ten sheets of A4. Just keep writing. And then look back and notice how the brain is running this very often unfocused rubbish all the time. (laughs) It's so true. Mm -hmm. So once you're aware of that, the next thing is to stop it. Mm-hmm. And there's two ways to do. Well, there's a few ways to do this, but a very um, the, the easiest way to do it is just say, "Now you've got to do this silently and mentally." <laughs> we don't want people running away. Go stop all over the place. <laughs> you silently and mentally just shout to yourself in your head, "Stop!" And the brain will respond. Your brain is compelled to respond to anything you tell it. Mm -hmm. So by just going, shouting stop really, really strongly for a 
if you just a split second, your brain will actually stop the talk. Then you've got to tell yourself what you want to happen, not what you don't want to happen. Mm -hmm. So you don't say, I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to be nervous. I don't want this to be hard. You go, stop, focus, stop, breathe, stop, easy. Mm -hmm. Just keep it to one word, just the stop. And then, but the easiest one is just stop and breathe. And then stop and focus. Or if you're talking to someone and you're very aware that what question am I going to ask this woman? And you know you're in your own head. Stop, mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. And you're, you'll start to listen. Mm-hmm. So it's telling yourself what you want to happen. So instead of being, I'm going to be really nervous about this, you start, you start to yourself, I've, I'm prepared for this. Yeah. I'm as confident as I can be. Because mm-hmm. if I'd say to you, don't think of purple rabbits. Yeah, so I was getting to that. Yeah. Yeah. Purple rabbits is in the sentence. Yes. Therefore, your brain will bring that up. Mm-hmm. Those of you with children and you're saying to your children, don't forget your homework. <laughs> and then wonder why your kids never do their homework. You're telling them to forget their homework. It's remember to do your homework. Mm-hmm. Or don't run. Don't tell a child, don't run in the road. Run, 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 because that's all the brain hears. Walk, stop, walk. Mm-hmm. So the brain cannot process negatives, correct? Okay. okay. Well, well, another way I like to explain that, if I'm, I'm sitting in front of my laptop and I type on my keyboard, mm-hmm. I don't want this sentence to appear on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what happens up good. on the screen comes a sentence saying i don't want this sentence to appear on the screen your laptop doesn't go ah! she doesn't want that to appear so we're not <laughs> going to you're not going to put it on the screen your brain works in exactly the same way oh i love that so analogy. When, we t- when we talk about positive self-talk mm-hmm. we're not necessarily talking about oh i'm fabulous i'm great i'm fantastic that's not necessary because sometimes you don't feel that way yeah. positive self-talk is saying what you want to happen not what you don't want to happen mm, i love that and so it sounds really simple common sense right so what what do you think in your opinion is stopping people from they don't know this you? so just they don't a, know it education Education. totally and may i share just one other technique of course yes that was a verbal technique okay give you a physical so that was that was an auditory technique okay and remember we're taking we're taking information through our senses Mm -hmm. i'm going to give you what's known as a kinesthetic or a touch technique okay the touch technique is you take the tip of your tongue Mm-hmm. So uh, allow yourself to talk, and then you take the tip of your tongue and you press it against the back of your front teeth, mm-hmm. just gently. And you can close your mouth so no one knows you're doing this. <laughs> what happened? What's happened to your self-talk? You can't do it. <laughs> it stops. Mm-hmm. And why it stops is mm-hmm. the tongue under a microscope will still have micro movements when you're talking to yourself. You're still going through, even if, if you, it doesn't matter if the voice is not coming out your, your your mouth, the tongue is still actually moving. So just by stopping your tongue moving, you mm-hmm. stop the self-talk. Wow. I have taught that to hundreds of thousands of people and people come back to me and say, ah, oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. So if you have, so for example, if you can't sleep, you do, you just, and most people, by the way, who can't sleep are telling themselves they can't sleep. Mm. Most people who don't have enough time are telling themselves they haven't got enough time. 
So they're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So if you can't sleep, what I teach people to do and what I did myself in lots of situations where I haven't been able to sleep is I just uh, press the tongue gently, tip of the tongue behind the back of the front teeth, just close, breathe and just tell myself, sleep. Mm-hmm. Sleep. Sleep. Not sleep. 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 Hear the difference? So it's yeah. like you've got to take yourself almost sleep into a sleepy state. Use a, a, a gentle voice with yourself. Mm-hmm. And that can be huge. I'm going to But to that. get back to, to what you said there, most people do not know about this, Rita, at all. Okay. okay. Don't understand it can be this easy. And my mission in this world is to make NLP techniques so easy and so accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. Because they are, they're very simple once you understand the concept. Yeah. But again, you need to come in with a belief that you they they do work, right? Because then um, they- you need to have the convincer okay. rather than the belief. Okay, and what I mean by the convincer is someone I I prefer I not prefer I, I actually like and I totally um, encourage people to be skeptical. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think people should just um, jump into a technique and, and but oh, I'll believe that will work or I really believe that's going to happen. I think sometimes, you know, never take my word for it. Go and test it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, But it's fantastic when people go, nah, it can't be as easy as that. That's not. And they really believe that this isn't going to work. Then they do it and they go, that actually worked. Mm-hmm. For me, that's called a convincer, and a convincer becomes really powerful, especially when you think something's not going to happen, but you're proven wrong. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of the thoughts, so it's the thoughts that create the behavior. Where are these thoughts coming from? It's that the first seven years, what Bruce Lipton talks about, that no, socialization, that, uh, that programming. When, Right. When we work with NLP, we don't do analysis at all. We are working exactly with the here and now. Your thoughts come to what you're paying attention to at this point of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't we don't go into asking where why something happened or where it came from. We just ask you what are you paying attention to at this point of time? Mm -hmm. And where we saw this really huge was when the the pandemic hit at the beginning Mm -hmm. and lots of people had gone into a huge state of shock. So I was working with a lot of my clients say, is life okay for you at this moment in time? Mm-hmm. Yes. So they were putting their thoughts on to this moment of time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we would talk for a couple of minutes. And then I would say, is life okay for you in this moment of time? Because this is five minutes long, further forward in time. Yeah. Yes. So the th- it's not where the thoughts come from. It's what thoughts are you paying attention to? Mm. Because people can go through horrendous things in their life, and yet some people, and we've proved it with what's happening just now, some people are thriving with this pandemic and other people are totally paralyzed, just with their head in their hands waiting for things to stop and return to normal. And it's all to do, if you can remember, you're only looking through, if you can imagine um, walking into a dark room with a pin light, you know, a wee yeah. pin torch. Yes. That's yes. A couple of centimetres and shining it round a dark light. That's the equivalent of what your brain pays attention to. It's another 
another way of showing how the brain pays attention. Mm -hmm. So someone can be paying attention to something and the thoughts they're thinking about and everything's going wrong. This is horrendous. This is going to be the worst experience I'm ever going to have in my life. And someone else can look at, at, see things from a different perspective, pay attention to different thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that completely changes the outcome. Wow, amazing. So, so we work with a structure. <laughs> we're working with structure. We're not working with the reasons and why. We're uh -huh. working totally with programming. Mm -hmm. We're working with the coding of how you create your behavior. And you can replicate that code. So you can, if someone's doing something well, you can find out what they're doing in the outside world. In other words, what you can see in here. Mm-hmm. But then we go further, we start eliciting, we start finding out what are they doing in their inside world, what are they saying to themselves, what pictures, what visualizations, what pictures are they creating? So some people for the pandemic were creating really apocalyptic pictures and everything that help, help, we're all going to, you know, that, that's the end of the world. Nothing's ever going to be the same. The same. Other people were going, okay, let's see the opportunities we can get here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But this is happening in the inside. And when you bring these both together, the inside world and the outside world, you then get the recipe of how someone's doing something well or struggling. Mm -hmm. And when they're struggling, you can find out which part they're struggling on and just shift it. And that's all through questioning as well, right? Through questioning behavior. We, we teach people to become very, very... Um, very noticeable. They watch. They're we're watching and listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're also you're 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 listening to what people are saying very very specifically and very carefully. But you're watching body language, so body posture. I like to use body posture. You're watching body posture. You're listening to voice tone. Mm -hmm. This voice tone tells you a huge amount. A huge mm -hmm. amount. Yeah. And so coming from obviously a nutritional background, do you do you believe that that plays a role as well? Because I feel that if people are eating junk, they're not yeah. going to be able to be self-aware or even have that awareness. Because that's the first step is to have that awareness. So, but first is the education. So they're yeah. kind of like if there isn't that motivation to want to change, which oftentimes if you're eating a really poor diet, neurochemically you're not obviously absorbing the right nutrients and making the right neurotransmitters. So that could also be an issue there, like a, a block. I, I yeah, it's, it's, um, it's all about education. And I think we're at a stage now where uh, the, the scientific evidence that's coming on um, the, the effect highly processed food has on the body is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. and, but, but sometimes it's too much to ask people to change mm -hmm. because um, everyone around them, their upbringing is um, it's normal to drink sort of two litres of a cola drink a day or something because everyone around them always does that. Mm -hmm. And um, they don't see any difference. But it's really interesting when you can help someone work on the comparison. Because our bodies will give you signals. So there's whole, you can go into kinesiology in all sorts of areas where we work with the, the signals that the body's giving. But helping someone experience the difference from maybe 24 hours of um, substituting water as much, still can still be drinking cola or still drinking coffee and things like that. But substituting water for some of these drinks mm -hmm. and 
start to and 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 actually asking them to become aware of what they start to notice changing and the comparison. Mm-hmm. Because very often, sometimes the quickest way for someone to get rid of a headache, as you know from a nutrition point of view, is they're not drinking enough water. And just actually adding a few more glasses to water, people who had chronic headaches for years and years and years suddenly find they're gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So So it's about meeting people where they are and changing, making that small. One tiny step at a time. One percent. Change that 1% of your daily yeah. routine, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Because by the end of the year, it'll be 365%. So start yes. there. Yeah, we like to say that too within the program yeah. is meet people where they are. We don't want to shock them because then they give up. It's easy to give up. <coughs> oh, me. no problem. So Fiona, on this um, episode, on this show, um, we help a lot of perimenopausal <laughs> women going through the midlife transition called perimenopause. And I feel that there is a lot of information out there regarding fertility, the fertility years, and then the menopausal years, but that transition in between, it's very, um, not very spoken about. There's not a lot of information. And oftentimes women will go through this transition that can last two to 10 years and just not feel like themselves have this, Um, crazy change with their physical body, but also uh, mentally and emotionally just have all of these things happen to them. And they either go misdiagnosed or they're misunderstood and they're just suffering in silence. And that's part of why I'm I'm doing what I'm doing. That's my mission. And so I know that uh, in the Asian countries, they call this period the second spring because it allows us to, like like you said, you're just getting started, right? So it allows women to reevaluate, self-reflect and really understand, you know, what is their mission and what is their purpose? And this is why I I reached out to you is because I I know the power of... uh, NLP and, and its techniques. And I think it can really be used to maybe help reprogram these unresourceful, like habitual behaviors that we've accumulated through these 40, 45 years of life. And this is a good opportunity to perhaps change those. So can you talk to us a little bit about that and maybe um, your personal experience too? Okay, well, let, let me start with my personal experience, because I think this is, it was, it was um, interesting. Perimenopause was never spoken about. Um, I got brought up, menopause was never spoken about. Women went through the change. I quite like that. (laughs) That's what we used to talk about. Oh, she's just going through the change. And um, because you are changing. I like to think of um, when we start, when their hormones start to change a little bit, it's almost at the opposite end of adolescence. Yes. Yeah. Very so you've similar. got that nutty time you go through in adolescence, and you've got, and you've got this nutty time you go through at a certain point of your life as well. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But I, I had a, a problem started. I didn't know really about perimenopause, but I, I had to educate myself in this. But I had very bad menstrual problems. Um, I was bleeding very, very heavily for about twenty days a month, and I eventually was on. Um, morphine-based medication and I was out in the Middle East at that point of time and there was no education there at that time and mm-hmm. um, you were just basically told to go home lie down put your feet up that was it mm-hmm. but I came back to the UK and that's uh, this was the same time when I, I learned about um, hypnosis hypnotherapy went to see a consultant and had lots of tests and 
the consultant said, well, I would recommend a hysterectomy. Now I was 35, I'd not had any children. Wow. I still considered the possibility of having children at that point of time. And um, I said to him, well, I've been trained in hypnotherapy. Uh, I've just, I'm just newly trained in hypnotherapy. And one of the techniques we have learned is pain control techniques. I said, can I see if I can do something with the pain? And he went, yeah. He said, I'll give you a few months. So I went and learned. I did what's known as glove anesthesia, which is a, it's a hypnotic technique. And it's basically a natural way of working with pain. I was in sales. I was traveling around Scotland and I found every great hotel with a lovely ladies toilet and went in and took 10 because it took quite a wee while it was practicing took 10 15 minutes going into that relaxed state to keep the pain under control mm-hmm. and in three months i was off the medication and i actually have written in my um medical notes fiona seems to have resolved this problem using um self-hypnosis wow this fabulous gynecologist then looked me straight in the eye and said okay miss campbell because I was a miss at that point of time. I hadn't met my husband. He went, uh, go and sort out the bleeding, hmm. which I did. And I was able to bring the bleeding down from 20 days to about seven, six or seven days. Wow, amazing. And that's through the same self-hypnosis box. technique or is through, that a different Through self, self-hypnosis and, and talking to myself and talking to my body and asking my body to get back naturally into balance. Mm-hmm. So it was very much bringing relaxation, and because he spoke about the pain, especially with um, a lot of women get very. Um, now I'm, I'm very very apprehensive about using this word, painful. Stop using the word pain, mm-hmm. because pain creates the sensation of pain in your body. Mm-hmm. The first thing I had to do was change it to discomfort. Mm. And to understand, and I had to get educated what was happening. What was happening was there was different muscles, and I'm not medically trained, down there somewhere, inside somewhere. There was different muscles going into contractions. That's what was causing the discomfort. Mm-hmm. So I taught myself to just relax and soften. The words I was used was soften. Mm-hmm. Soften. Now, it didn't happen instantly, but as I breathed very much the breathing you were doing earlier, was as it went into the breathing. And if you breathe slightly longer on the out breath than the in breath, just breathing in a slightly longer in the out breath, you start to stabilize your body's um, autonomic system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when that starts to happen, You'll find, so can I just demonstrate, if you take your fist, and again, please take, don't take your hands off, no, 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 don't keep your hands on the wheel. Yes. Um, yeah, keep your hands on the wheel if you're driving. If you're not driving, clench both fists. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you with your left hand to, to ask, ask, your, ask your fist, relax, 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 relax. Nothing really happens because the word relax doesn't compute. On the right hand, say, say to yourself, soften. 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 Wow. It's <laughs> the body knows what to do. Uh-huh. It knows how to soften. 
Mm-hmm. So I used the word soften to soften the so because it it was it was almost like it was it was contractions. It's the same as contractions. Same muscles are all going in. So it's softening, 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 mm-hmm. and the discomfort disappeared. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And did you so, go back to him and say I did? Oh yeah, that's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was all. And he just went brilliant. Well done. Wow. But he he but he encouraged me. He was, mm-hmm. he was very fortunate. true. He encouraged me. Other mm-hmm. doctors would have been different, but he was a consultant that really was uh, believed in mind in the way the mind can work. Mm-hmm. So to get back to your question about sort of the perimenopause and coming into that state, it's um, women are dealing with all sorts of things, mm-hmm. including um, changes in the body, but also what, we don't tend to pay attention to is you go through now I never I never had children in the end and it turned out I couldn't have children but I didn't know that at that point of time but you go through a, a, a bereavement mm. it's a bereavement and the perimenopause time is very much the, the the sort of there's there's a slipping away of the youth of youth Mm-hmm. It, it it coincides with aches and pains. You start to, you know, maybe oh, when you get up, there's a little noise when you get up, and you, you know, and, and like, you might huff and puff a little bit more, or you might, and you start to notice a lot of the things you did automatically and easily aren't quite as automatic and easy anymore. And there's a, an incredible sense of, oh, that's it all finished. The number of clients I work with in their 30s who say, oh, it's just, it's all finished. And I'll go, what's all finished? What? And you're, maybe you're reproductive. Now, we know that women are having babies into their 50s now, um, but it's not the norm. It's not something everyone can do. There Mm -hmm. are these changes, and I really believe there's a season and a time for everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there is that time when you're, you know, youth is there. You have that youth of uh, this, the the energy of youth. Physiologically, the energy can drop perimenopause and then into menopause, but that's the time to really start preparing. How do you want to go through these next few, you know, the next few years? How do you want to go through? I, I like to call it a transition. How do you want to transition yeah. into an older? adult mm-hmm. yeah which we live a third of our life too it's not a a small yeah. period of time right yeah. mm-hmm. and and what people do not talk about well, we're hearing it now more but women are now at last opening up and talking about the massive energy rush you get when all transitions finished Mm. And that's when women in their late 50s and 60s now are opening up businesses, 60s, 70s, 80s. And that's why I say I'm only warming up. I'm 68. Mm-hmm. And I have got so much. I mean, I've just turned my business right completely online in the past year. And I'm very passionate about what I do. But I don't think old. I don't think finished. I don't think past it. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think yeah. like a young woman. <laughs> and I, I believe it. it's I believe it's the it's the um the thinking the, it's the secret of staying youth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the secret of staying young. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I, if you look if if you watch some some women in their you know their eighties, you know the ones with the twinkle in their eye? <laughs> they look gorgeous. <laughs> 
yeah, they might have a few wrinkles in their face and everything, but the twinkle on that, and they actually, and the one who I love is Dame Judi Dench. She's a, a UK actress. Mm-hmm. She's in her eighties now. She was she played M, I believe, in James Bond films. Okay, and um, she when she gets interviewed, she's like a giggling teenager, she's <laughs> like a schoolgirl, and mm-hmm. she's in her eighties. So it's understand is get yourself educated about the the transition that's happening, but also educate your brain to understand. Yes, there may be discomfort, and there may be, and but the alter, you know, I'm having a senior moment. I'm having brain fog. Yes. You're, right. you're talking about brain fog and senior moments. You're right. Yep. If you think you can, children. you can. <laughs> yeah. Children forget things. Hmm. That's true. Yeah. And we forget that children forget things. Mm-hmm. So I, I love I love how you um I don't know what you call them actually when it's you reframing. Want to, reframing. When you what we want, yes, it's reframing, exactly. So uh, do you have any more of these? Like the painful instead Hang of on, saying, just one moment, Rita, just while I turn um, this there we go, got you now. Oh, okay. My, Perfect. So it is, it is. So the quickest way to change a limiting belief um, is, is to reframe. Is that correct? Oh, I can't hear you now. On me there. There you are. You're back. Awesome. Me? Yes. Sorry about this. Built-in headphones. Can no you hear problem. me now? Yes, I can hear you. I can't hear you. Something, we've got a glitch somewhere. Oh, okay. okay. Mm. Um, That's okay. This is live showbiz. <laughs> Could it be me? Maybe not. Got you now. That's okay. fine. It's just a transition from the, the uh, my battery has been on online all day and I didn't manage to get these. To, sorry about that. Ah, no problem. No problem. So in terms of, I loved the, the reframing. So instead of saying painful, use the word discomfort. Discomfort, yes. Instead of saying relax, use soften because the body yeah. will be more yeah, attuned to that. Any other ones that we can, right off the top of your head? Well, get, get back to what you want to happen, not what you don't want to happen. Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. even in perimenopause, women will get hot flushes. Yes. And and I and I, I'm doing that deliberately. I don't mean any disrespect to anyone. But some of the the worst thing you can do when you feel your body getting hot is move. Mm-hmm. Because the more you move about and the more you ah I'm, I'm hot and you'll see people trying to fan themselves and they're mm-hmm. jumping, oh this is so hot. Mm-hmm. You can actually imagine just stop and imagine yourself mm-hmm. sitting in front of a fridge door. In fact, do it now. Just imagine yourself sitting in front of a fridge door. Mm-hmm. And you feel the air around you getting cold. Totally. Yeah. So you just tell you. So the word to use when you're feeling hot is cold mm. or cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. And cool and calm. And understand that these are waves that come and they'll disappear. Nothing is permanent, right? Yeah, they'll disappear. They might last a bit longer than you want them to last. And remember, never be impatient with yourself. Mm -hmm. You might want that to disappear in two seconds. Your body might want to take five minutes to do it. Mm -hmm. But once you get into the habit, so I've taught a lot of women about um, how they can calm, just calm, cool and calm. Mm -hmm. 
So that could because, be that the, the mood swings or the irritability symptom. Yeah, I'm irritable. I'm irritable. I've got brain fog. You're right. Yeah. Uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. calm. The, the, the just, uh, I'm not, at uh, this point of time, I just need to breathe. This will pass in a moment. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and it's being kind to yourself. Yeah. Being kind to yourself. This will pass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, we don't always have the time to, to stop. We might be in the middle of a business meeting. We might be in the middle of picking up kids. There's all sorts of things you can be in the middle of. But just even breathing and telling myself, this is a natural, normal thing that's happening to my body. Mm-hmm. And have more empathy with um, adolescents. They're through the same thing. It's true. It's so true. Just mad hormone change. Uh huh. Exactly. So you know, I'm part of a lot of Facebook groups, and all they there is there is a lot of like you know writing about all of their symptoms. So it'd be it'd be really really cool to see to educate these women on this reframing of their symptoms, seeing what happens because that's exactly what they're doing. They're just. They just, I guess, you know, exasperating their their symptoms by writing, oh, you know, I had a horrible night, my hot flashes, this, this, and that. So I, I think that would be something really yeah. interesting. I have a horrible night. I won't sleep tonight. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're right. It's going to happen. Absolutely right. Of course, you're not going to sleep tonight. Uh-huh. So it's w- focus on what you want to happen and use not, that terminology. Not what you don't want to happen. Oh, no, focus on what you don't want to happen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Focus on, focus on what you want to happen, not what you don't, what you want, don't to want to happen. Yes. So I will rather than rather yeah. than focusing on your hot flashes or focusing on discomfort or focusing on pain, you focus on, so what do you want to be? How do you want to feel at mm-hmm. that point of time? And the brain will respond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you will create that reality, right? You will it's- attract that yes. reality in your sphere yes. through the energy that you're giving off yes mm-hmm. it's phenomenal and i'm not saying this just as something that i've been doing recently i've been doing this for 30 years yeah. <laughs> i've been working the area i'm in for 30 years i i tested this on myself mm-hmm. and i've tested this with loads of my pals and, and clients i mean i yeah. do executive coaching but i'm working with lots of women that are dealing with either and the number of women that i deal with in their um 30s and late 30s 40s and i'll talk about perimenopause and I'll go what Mm-hmm. And you, as you said, they don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's 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 finding out and it's educating. But it's as you say, if if you go into groups and everyone's talking about their symptoms, mm-hmm. that's all that the the, the the pin light is focusing on everything that's going wrong. Meanwhile, there's lots of other women out there who don't. And when you when you find out, so how did you manage that? And they'll tell you they weren't focusing on their symptoms. Yes. Now, I know sometimes it can be debilitating. I know that, and I totally understand that. Sometimes you have to get medical intervention, but things like nutrition, exercise, and, and another reframe at night is, oh, I didn't sleep. Now, that's a fascinating one because people who get taken into sleep labs mm-hmm. who, who don't sleep actually do get sleep, get sleep, but they focus on being awake. They're waking up. So they feel as if they've never slept all night because they're focusing on the awake time. When we're sleeping, we're focusing on the sleep time. Mm-hmm. So how I reframe that, because I still get the occasional night where it's a, I, I just call it disturbed night. 
Mm. And rather than talking about things being, rather than, because sleep, people's expectations of sleep is something that actually doesn't exist. And what I mean by that, people think everyone else is out there having this wonderful eight hours where they go to their bed, shut their eyes, and that's it. They don't, they're not aware of it until they wake up and then they jump out. And if you're not getting that, you're, there's something wrong with you. Okay? We are in sleep cycles. And we are coming almost consciously awake every 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. We just don't notice it. However... If you are waking up, a lovely way to reframe that is just tell yourself, I'm resting. Mm. And the body responds the, the body responds just as well to rest as it does to sleep. Mm. Okay. Now, I'm not talking about resting for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, but, but the more you can have these, 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 these rest, rest, we talk about at a restless night. Yeah. Turn it into a resting night. Uh huh. Or a sleepless night. Turn it into. Yeah. I, I was. I was. Re- I was resting. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna try that for sure. Because yeah. yes, yeah, sleep is a huge component and, of that holistic I, approach. Yeah, I know yeah. when I um, have a rested night, I can I can be a bit very aware. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, and still get up with total energy and deliver training all day. Mm-hmm. knowing that but the times before I did this before I understood about this I would then and this is what people say oh I didn't sleep last night I feel tired I really and let me just show you now oh, it's she just on a yawn there and you know that people could be listening to this here at any time in the world any time in any place and just hearing someone going into tired makes you tired yes so if you're telling yourself you're tired your body will get tired if yeah. you're telling yourself i didn't get any sleep last night the way to reframe that is okay last night was just a, i just got i got rest i'm fine mm-hmm. i got rest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow that can be incredibly effective because it means these nights don't impact and start to go into a cycle yeah. The way some people get into this cycle, but it's—I've always been fascinated with that—that that research with the sleep labs, where where they'll say there's only something about point. I don't, I don't quote me on this, but it's it's the equivalent of one percent or half a percent of people who go in to get checked actually stay away. You know, it's it's quite a rare phenomenon mm-hmm. for people to not sleep. Mm-hmm. It's just we forget to remember that we slept. <laughs> little little things right but again it's all about the education and then being yeah. able to to practice them and getting used yeah. to it and then you don't even have to think about it oftentimes it'll probably happen automatically right yeah. when it's ingrained and part yeah. of your way of thinking and just living right mm-hmm. and so can you give us maybe your most memorable cases um, that you've had or clients that you've had and some real transformational results. Cause I oftentimes feel that there isn't enough of that. We're not sharing enough of that, that people, because when I, I know when my mom was having some health issues, as soon as I told her, Hey ma, you know, there's this woman, same age and she went through it and guess what she did. She did this and now she's pain-free and she's like, Oh really? And I was like, that's kind of what I want this podcast to be as well, to be sharing these amazing stories so that we can give these women, um, real hope that um, there are natural ways of handling this transition period beautifully, right? And okay, embrace. I, 
I can't give you any one example because I don't I don't work on this specifically. As I said before, this comes in very much as part of the work I do. Okay. So okay. What I do know is that um, I have helped so many women with headaches mm-hmm. remove headaches instantly by softening their head. Mm. By stopping and breathing and softening their head. Mm-hmm. And making sure they're drinking water. So we've got the water out. So sad. And this can be in a trick because and you see it, especially even in training, you'll see someone really struggling, and I'll just go, Oh, why what's happening there? And they'll and they'll they'll talk about I've got a really sore head. And if someone's got a headache, they cannot they cannot focus. Of course. And so yeah. so I'll say, Okay, would you like me to try something with you? And most people will say yes. And first of all, make sure they have water. So I'll say, have a glass. Of, I mean, I've just had a glass of water just now. And then I just ask them to just close their eyes for a couple of moments, breathe, and just imagine the head expanding and softening. Mm. Because most headaches are constricting. Yes. So, yes. It's, so it's softening and expanding, softening mm. and expanding, softening and expanding. And the key word there is imagine, because then that brings yes. your your brain yeah. to yeah, imagine. Yeah. It do. Mm-hmm. And that I've seen that happen too often for it to be coincidence. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And also many um, just helping a lot of women understand a lot of my business clients understand um, that they have control over that. In fact, actually, one thing is jumping to mind. I've got a client that I worked with who had very bad arthritis. Mm-hmm. And she used to talk about her arthritis. Mm-hmm. She her. owned it, her arthritis. Yeah. She doesn't even use the word arthritis anymore. It's just a little bit of information. She used to, she was unable to walk any distance. She now walks for miles. Mm-hmm. And is discomfort free most of the time. Mm. She didn't just do it by changing what she thought. She did it by changing her diet. Mm-hmm. But she also did it by changing her outlook. And she brought a lot more laughter. She's changed career now and she's just thriving. And I mean, she felt like a broken, um, really, um, I would use this word carefully, disabled. In other words, unable to do a lot. Yeah. And now she's able to do everything she wants to do. Wow. Yeah, those are amazing stories. So it's giving giving people hope and helping people focus into what can work for the best. What they want to happen, not what they don't want to happen. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to quote that for sure. Um, okay, so I'm curious, what was, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? You can do it. You can do it. Nice. And that came from my father. You can do anything you make up your mind to do. Yes. And we we also know from a, a neurological point of view that you only that you only get things done when you make the decision to do it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's when you actually make up your mind. So how do you make up your mind? So when, when there's actually a shift happens in the brain, there's a neurological shift happens. Mm-hmm. Think about it. How long does it take to make a decision? Oh, seconds. 
It depends on the decision. No, no, to make a decision, doesn't matter what decision it is, it takes a nanosecond. Mm -hmm. It could take you years on the weighing up Uh, of that decision. mm -hmm. The decision takes a nanosecond, but the minute you've made that decision, that's you on a different path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's understanding that you actually can do anything you put your mind to. Now, of course, there has to be work, there has to be application. Um, and in a lot of cases, a lot of work, very often you have to give things up, you have to start doing different things. But human beings have the ability that when they put their mind to something, they'll see it through. Yeah. So, so even if you're not doing that yet, that's still within you. Mm-hmm. Because it's part of the human makeup. We have that ability. Every single person, you may have not had, not had that encouraged you may have not had a, you may have had so many things that you keep thinking you're trying to, you know, not so hard. You may have not had the, 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 the patience because a lot of things take a lot longer to achieve than you think they'll achieve. But actually knowing that, yeah, whatever I put my mind to. And once I make it, it happens. And who gave you that advice? My father. Hmm. Bless him. And he, and he was born in 1915, so he knew nothing about personal development. But yeah, you know, and another another piece of advice he gave me is nice to be nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always be nice to people, dear. That's what mm-hmm. you say. Always be nice to people. It's nice to be nice. And if we take it into an NLP perspective, that's if you're in a good state and help, help people feel good for no reason whatsoever, they remember you. Yeah. They connect with you. They want to work with you. They want to spend time with you. They want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. That's so, so true. Powerful advice. I love it. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So just to sort of wrap up here, what are your top three self-care habits? That non-negotiable, you need to do this because it's um, very good for your health and wellness. Exercise. Nice. Yeah. And exercise, like I was out with my personal trainer this morning. Value yourself enough to make appointments with yourself. Yes, carve out so that. So putting, it's putting a people say, oh, but I'd never got time. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be watching a soap opera for 30 minutes and you could be stretching in that 30 minutes. Yes, habits. So there's, there's, yeah. there's always, there's always time. And, and it's... Um, not just exercise, it's having the routine that getting yourself into the habit mm-hmm. of doing something that stretches and moves your body in a way different to just getting up and walking mm-hmm. at least two or three times a day, every nice. day. Yeah, Very just to, it can be 10 minutes, it can be five minutes, it can just be uh, stretch and move. So it's, it's the moving. Water, mm-hmm. in the habit of drinking water, and being kind to yourself, mm-hmm. liking yourself. That self-talk, right? Like mm-hmm. yourself for who you are. Mm-hmm. You are your own fabulous, wonderful, unique human being. There's <laughs> nobody as special as you because there's no one in the world the same as you because we're all our own u- unique, special human being. The worst thing you can do is start comparing yourself to other people mm-hmm. because believe me, no one's got the perfect life. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So it's being able to look yourself in the mirror. And if you don't like yourself, that's okay. 
sometimes people I've done a lot of work with with um, self you know self-awareness and I used to do a lot of seminars assisting in seminars with Paul McKenna who you may have heard of Paul McKenna yes. a, a, he's a, 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 a um, personal development um, author and he does lots of television programs globally and we used to be in seminars with um, full-length mirrors Mm-hmm. 600 mainly women mm-hmm. and it was quite horrifying quite shocking the number of women who couldn't look at themselves mm-hmm. and we used to do an exercise where we had them closing their eyes mm-hmm. and we would say right where's your hips and they would put their hands way way out past their bodies wow and then we would turn the mirror around and we would go, we would say okay open your eyes and they would go and they were shocked because they were distorting their image now i'm not talking body dysmorphia because that's a, a much more extreme version but as human beings we're distorting all the time yeah so if you don't like yourself at least be able to look at yourself and say i accept myself yes when yeah. you can say you accept yourself you're starting the process of either eventually going yeah actually this is who I am I accept this is me or you start to say right I accept myself and the process of change starts to happen from that moment of acceptance that's amazing beautiful very beautiful thank you for sharing that so what where can people find you if they want to contact you on um the it's my website is the professionalgrowthcompany.com okay or I tend to do LinkedIn. Yes. So it's Fiona Campbell, uh-huh. Fiona Campbell. And if you put in Fiona Campbell NLP, I tend to jump in on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But Fiona is the professionalgrowthcompany.com. Amazing. That's the main company. Thank okay. you so much. It's been such a pleasure, Fiona. You are a beacon thank of light you. for many, many people. And thank you for joining this conversation and helping women naturally through mindset and um, habitual behavior change and just the language, some really, really simple tips. I love that. So thank you so much for taking the time okay. to it's spend. It's a pleasure. <laughs> and fabulous and i love just a little applause to the work you're doing it's absolutely fantastic thank you thank you so much i appreciate that ciao for now take care we'll be in touch bye thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking part of your day and sharing it with me by listening to this amazing podcast episode i would also like to thank our sponsors, St. Lucian CMOS. Check them out and get some awesome CMOS at www.stlucianCMOS.co. If you enjoyed this podcast and it was helpful, please share it with your loved ones or a friend and check out SavoyaSelfCare.com for more amazing wellness tips. Please also leave us a rating now on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot and send it to info at SavoyaSelfCare.com. We will reply with a gift as a grateful thank you. If you want to upgrade your healthy living and take it to the next level, be sure to join us next week. And remember, self-care is not selfish, it's self-love. Ciao for now.